0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Atomic Cinema Experiment, aka The Ace. This is our sci-fi movie podcast. I am Pierre, and I am joined, as always, by the
1: otherworldly <laughs> Tara. <laughs> Greetings, citizens.
0: I'm going to, to try and do a thing where I think of a different way to describe you every single episode. So,
1: otherworldly? So I this, like that one.
0: They sound normal right now. I feel like by the time we get to about episode 38 they're going to start being really silly. So I'm just, yeah. I'm warning you right now. Uh, so we talk about sci-fi movies on this show, and on this episode we are going to be looking at a film from 1961, it is called The Day the Earth Caught Fire. So that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, we'll start off spoiler free, as we always do, and we'll give you a warning somewhere in the middle before we jump any spoilers. And yeah, so that's, what, that's what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you hadn't seen this either
1: before? No. Yeah. I had no idea what this was.
0: Yeah, I'd never seen this. I'd heard of it a while ago and it's something that's been sort of on my periphery for a long time and it was something I threw on the schedule because I was like, oh, I see that. I see what it is. How you hear about it? Do you remember? I think, I think this was something I actually saw a review of the DVD when it came out a long time ago. Okay. So we're talking like over 10 years ago because this was like before Blu-rays were a thing right because i
1: i'm just curious because this seems like a, a movie that i don't know it's totally off my radar
0: yeah I, I don't know i don't know what about it stuck out to me i just remember the premise sounding kind of interesting that it was like I, the only thing i knew about this was that it focused on uh people on newspaper as the mm-hmm. world was kind of ending or something like that uh, which isn't right. exactly accurate is basically there's been some nuclear tests and they have resulted on the in the Earth's climate changing, and it's the c- ramping up of the effects throughout the movie of that. I don't want to reveal exactly what it does because there's some reveals later on about the specific things that it's that's caused. But mm-hmm. uh, I'll save that for spoilers. Uh, but it's all about uncovering the mystery and looking into what's happening and why the war the weather's getting warmer and why. So on and so on, um, and we follow this character named uh, Pete Stanning, who is this this kind of disgruntled newspaper man who's used to be a great writer but isn't really anymore. Ever since his divorce, he can't see his kid that much. He's a bit of a drunk, uh, and the, the movie is largely about his his him getting the will to live again, <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a lot of ways, uh, and the will to like be good at his job again and actually be finding his passion again. Uh, mm-hmm. so, but that's and the- it's a love story. And there's a bit of a love story in there because it's the 60s and they have to have a love story as well. Yeah. So that is is the general premise. Tara, did you enjoy and what did you think of The Day the Earth Caught Fire?
1: I did, actually, surprisingly. It took a little while before I was getting into it, but as the movie overall, looking at it, uh, yeah. I definitely recommend this one. I thought it was quite enjoyable. What about you?
0: I, uh, do, do you know, you're the only person, because I, I always ask Tim like, what he thought of the movie, right? And mm-hmm. I, I, I sometimes ask Connor on some of the, the, the TV pilots, um, you're the only one who actually ends it with, oh, what about you? What did you think, Pierre? Thank you for <laughs> asking. I appreciate the, the thought. Um, and I like to quite a bit as well. I, um, I thought it, I, I thought it was a, an interesting take that is oddly still very relevant, uh like yeah. o- obviously the the part that it's nuclear tests that cause what's going on is maybe the one part that's kind of dated because it's specific to the, you know it's the middle of the cold war and you mm-hmm. know that's, that's that's came out a year before the cuban missile crisis <laughs> like like you know this is where
1: yeah, we are in yeah, time this is still peak it was interesting to watch it from the perspective of the british because it's mm. a british movie right
0: yeah yeah there's, there's like one or two american characters but it's yes yeah, it's, it's a british movie
1: yeah, and I thought that was kind of an interesting thing because they're very much just in the middle of this, you know, fight that's going on between two other countries or two other nations that are keep testing nuclear weapons. Yeah, and obviously. an interesting perspective to see it from them.
0: Yeah, obviously very much more aligned with one and the other. But, yeah, the idea that, you know, the UK in and of itself was not testing nuclear weapons, <laughs> they were not yeah. part of that arms race in and of themselves, <laughs> Um, Although clearly we're still opposed to the Soviet Union and, you know, as was a lot of Western Europe. But, yeah. Um, no, no, that, that's an interesting perspective as well. The idea that they're not even involved in what causes everything. It's just kind of like, hey, these two. A lot
1: of it seems very removed from the what the actual events are. Yeah. Which I think helps with, you know, of course it helps budget wise because you don't have to. Mm film any, like, bombs going off any, like, you don't have to use a stock footage of mushroom clouds or anything like that. <laughs> it's just... Because it's not even that it's... um Sorry about the train.
0: <laughs> yeah, Tara. What, what's, what's all these trains happening outside your house? I
1: know. I live next to a railroad track. Really, really sorry. <laughs> yeah, sort
0: that shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because it's it's not only removed in the sense that it's... Um, it's taking place in the in the UK... Who who isn't involved at all with the with the bombs that are going off, but it's also taking place in a in like a a newspaper mm. business for the most part. And so you're not it's not like a a movie about politicians discussing what's going on or scientists even. It's just uh, journalists trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a neat perspective.
0: There's several points in the movie where like they they're kind of assuming that the the government knows more than than we know. Mm-hmm. and that that's really interesting as tara Tara's, tara looks like she's in the day the earth caught fire right now this is so <laughs> bright orange it does
1: it starts off very red huh
0: yeah i don't know what's going on there um uh, but like it, it, so it puts that we kind of in the situation with the audience where it feels like yeah they're, they're kind of on the front lines of us finding out things but they're still very much far removed from everything that's going on and Um, certainly I think the reasons why this movie is still relevant is so much of what it's talking about is climate change even though the reasons for climate change in the movie are different to what we would be talking Mm -hmm. about now um, it still feels like you know, it's something that people ignored. People didn't care about it until it actually started happening, and even then, people are kind of denying it for a while in the movie. Um, yeah. And then the idea of the, the the press kind of getting to the truth and like exposing what's being hidden from everyone. You know, there's, there's there's a lot of things in here that are still very relevant thematically.
1: Unfortunately, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, where's
0: that way bit of paper, tower This is. I'm blinded by orange right now. Okay, I'll fix it. You're on fire. And that's not a compliment, it's just you look like you're on fire. I know. <laughs> Spontaneous combustion. Um, you have to get a little handle, you have to get like a white bit of carbon a little handle, you can just hold it up every time it,
1: yeah. every time it goes off.
0: Um, so, no, I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, it's, it's not perfect, there's some, there's some I think, nitpicks uh, here or there. The, the romance itself maybe is the one thing that feels a little bit oddly dated in some ways.
1: It does, but there's there's also, I don't know if it's because it's a British movie. Does it not have to abide by the Hays Code? Oh, are you familiar with it?
0: Um, not exactly, but I know exactly what Senior you're talking about. There's a scene in this where it's not even that raunchy by today's standards, but it does like it was showing no. more skin than I expect from a sixties movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of moments where I'm like, are we going to see the boobs?
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I think rules were maybe a bit more lax in the uk uh, for for this kind of thing um and it's funny because i guess
1: it's only american films or hollywood that had to abide by it there because were, i think they definitely broke some
0: there was definitely there was definitely a rule at one point right and i don't know if this was just the us but like on sitcoms like married couples would always have two single beds they would never have the same bed yeah uh, that was one yeah. of the weird elements but...
1: And violence too like you couldn't show uh, any kind of violence not that there was any in this but like the Hayes code just kind of neutered everything mm. when it came to movies and TV
0: yeah before the hard R written uh, <laughs> became a yeah. became a thing um no yeah, as, as much as i'd say the, the romance is a little bit uh, dated in some ways i actually do think they oddly have a good good kind of like back and forth on the dialogue
1: i think so too although i would go I'm up and down on the the dialogue. I think I like all the dialogue from the female lead. I like her a lot actually. I think she's a really strong woman um especially for this time. She's very capable. I think it's also interesting that they show um like the our lead guy is a divorced dad. Mm. It's not something you usually see for movies at this time. It's an interesting character choice.
0: She even references a one night stand at one point um right which i again i don't expect from this time period and it's not even like like she's having them she just says oh i don't like one night stands and i'm like i don't think i've ever heard a character in a 60s movie say that (laughs) like just say that phrase
1: yeah and this is like early early 60s so it's still you know from that same generation of of 50s films that we've been watching too yeah yeah, it just seems out of place but it's all it's kind of refreshing like i think the dialogue's really smartly written um but i do have a little bit of a hard time keeping up with it Like they they go real fast in this movie
0: they, they do talk fast in this movie especially within the newsroom there's a lot of like chatter going back and
1: forth yeah um a lot i found myself getting a little bit lost like ooh, i should probably rewind <laughs> make sure i picked up what they just in case i didn't skip something important did
0: <laughs> you have subtitles as an option
1: <laughs> no i refuse you refuse <laughs>
0: subtitles okay um I, um, no, I mean, dialogue's really fast and furious. It's very, you know, quite snappy, very witty. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of jokes, like, you know, like early on, example is he, he, he kind of meets the love interest. Um, let's get my names up here so I can see them. Uh, Jeannie. He meets the, the love interest initially because he phones the, uh, the, the Met office, which where she works, the government building. And mm-hmm. she's the one on the switchboard, but it's not her job. She's just kind of filling in because other people are off sick or, or whatever. And, mm-hmm he gets kind of like cross with her and like you know basically says if you don't want really to connect to the person that i want because he's trying to like talk to some head honcho in charge uh yeah. he's like you can go jump in a pool or something like that and he meets her actually at the building when he kind of sneaks in and tries to talk to, to the big boss and he's kind of flirting with her he's kind of taking a bat with her and she seems to kind of like him they've got a bit of chemistry and then he mentions yeah. his name because he said the name on the phone before and she just turns around and slaps him <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> she says I have something else for you too, and Max is great. Yeah,
0: I'm not gonna lie, I was a half expecting a need to the balls. I really was.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like their, I like their back and forth a lot. I thought their relationship was, uh, was pretty good, especially in you know the movies that we've watched so far. We haven't gotten any kind of good relationship, so th- this is the first one I think.
0: There was some healthy relationships in High Life. How dare you? <laughs>
1: Um. <laughs> between the scientists and the chair
0: or <laughs> yeah that was a romance for the ages i felt passion in that scene um you're not wrong <laughs> well i guess the other thing here is that i feel like most movies from this time period are certainly before this time period i guess it was kind of changing because like psycho there was a year before right so psycho is another example where it did something yeah, relationships that were, were, were different from the time um mm-hmm. but like one of the criticisms i always have of old movies and like I, I often second guess myself and think was this like a thing in real life or is it just because movies had to do it this way where couples would meet and like they'd want to get married within like a day or two like you know the guy would propose and it'd be like oh we're getting married because we like each other <laughs> like within yeah. a day um where whereas this arguably like it just you know they, they see each other a couple of times uh she's making making you know it, but i don't want to get the spoilers yet but you know it, it just kind of ends with like you know a first sex counter mm-hmm. essentially um and then the relationship keeps kind of developing but there's no like weird talks of marriage there's no like oh we're committing to each other it, it like feels that.
1: very natural too it, i think it's really well done
0: yeah it feels like a relatively i not say modern exactly but it, you know it feels like a fairly down to earth like i'm like oh i kind of buy this is what relationships maybe were kind of like in 1961 <laughs> like right it feels a bit more you know like that um i Tara continues to have technical difficulties with the camera. So if you're watching the video version, just bear with us that she has to keep resetting it. Um, and if you listen
1: to the audio, again, sorry about all the trains. Yeah. <laughs> they really have somewhere to be tonight.
0: Apparently so.
1: I'll be, I'll be honest.
0: I kind of stopped noticing them after a while. They kind of just blend in.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've lived here for a couple of years now. In the first few, the first few weeks I didn't sleep very much, but I got used to it too. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: they just kind of blend in after a while. So um yeah so I, I guess yeah I mean I think the dated elements of the the relationship are, for me are just down to um I, I guess just some of the setup Like, there's just, there's just there's just a couple of moments where he kind of insists himself into her area like you know he runs into her at like the park or whatever uh, at one point and kind of just mm-hmm. sort of insists on talking to her and then kind of ends up at her place after that and then there's a moment where he ends up back at a place after leaving and while it's kind of believable that it's the only place he could find given what the context of the movie it still feels kind of weird like if I was her like, oh you just yeah, this was the only place you could go you had to come back to well, my place oh she kind of brings
1: that up too
0: Yeah.
1: So, oh you just happened to be here huh okay
0: <laughs> yeah Um. but like you know minor things Like the, the more we've talked about it, the more I'm actually kind of more positive on the, the romance to be honest <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I was pretty positive about it. I, for For the most part, I thought that was one of the stronger parts of the film.
0: Yeah, and the scene we were talking about, for, for the record, about the like more skin than I'm used to in a movie from this era is, uh, she's just she's getting out of a bath. You know, she's, she's been in the bath, and there's a shot from behind where she's topless, and she then puts like a towel yeah. around her neck and is covering her her breast. But it, like,
1: I saw some side boob.
0: Yeah, I, like I I don't expect well, that. I was expecting
1: it. That's all. Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> So, fair enough, and and then then look, look, I'll save that for spoilers. But there's this just a, a scene later on where she was in a scene with other characters, and she's clearly naked in the scene, and mm-hmm. it, it's kind of got a menacing tinge to it because of that. And again, it's not something I expect in a movie from 1961. Now, 1971 is a different story. Like there's a whole revolution in cinema before we get to the 70s, yeah. but we uh, weird in that sense. But yeah, uh, the actual the actual plot is also really interesting, especially as it goes along. Because I was I was actually a bit worried that I'd picked this movie for the first like 20-30 minutes outside of the opening, which kind of teases where we're going. I was like, is this a sci fi movie? Like, I'm not even sure. Like, like <laughs> it wasn't until like the climate really started to change, I was like, okay, now we're g- we're getting sci fi territory now. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's a. I it's think just the actual burn.
1: like the events that it, that happened that trigger it is also pretty science fiction. So you're good.
0: Yeah, in terms of like this causes this, sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Because because up until a point, you could almost just read it as a a fictional journalist investigation movie, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be sci-fi. It's just you know, like if you if you if you just say, okay, something happens where they're testing nukes and the journalists are trying to investigate what's going on, like that could just be a movie that's it's kind of like okay, we're taking what's happening in the world and we're we're making a plot out of it, right? Right. Um, it's
1: almost it's almost a war film too, like mm, a Cold War film. Yeah. But it avoids it.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's definitely parallels that I can I can bring to other movies actually, but I can only do it once we get spoilers. But. Um, sure. Sure. But I will say the character's arc is is pretty good. You know, he has no will to live basically at the start of the movie, um, and mm-hmm. there's this tinge of irony that you know by the time like he might not be able to live <laughs> is when he actually wants to live. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah yeah i think that i think that's a parallel to humanity also
0: it is it is <laughs> um and i think the relationship both with both with genie but also those with bill who's his like friend who works at the paper as well who's always kind of covering for him uh right because he,
1: he holds a little bit of resentment to him as well yeah it's a, it's a realistic dynamic between the two of them i really like the dialogue as well
0: yeah because you always get this feeling that bill wants him to succeed like he's rooting for him to get out of the slump and become like who he was uh, yeah he's hard on him yeah he's hard on him there was, was a moment at one point early in the film where uh, you know the editor or the boss uh, kind of like gives uh, you know Pete some shit and Bill kind of looks up at him with this mm-hmm. glance of like he's hoping that he'll say something and he doesn't and he kind of like looks disappointed and I'm like uh oh. like, you know, like the 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 three core characters that we deal with which are these three
1: mm-hmm.
0: are handled pretty well um, I think um and I think there's a neat thing as well. Even just the idea that he's got a son that he's you know he sees. We have a couple of scenes where he's with his son when he gets to see yeah. him. And I think there's a, almost a dark tinge to this movie that he doesn't have the will to live at the start, even though he has the son. Like the, the you know like the son is not enough. Yeah. Like like you expect it to be, but it's not. And it's kind of like this is if you really think about this is darker than most movies are for this time period as well, and how sure. it's tackling this kind of thing.
1: And the the complaints that he brings up about his son is that he's being raised too well by his like new, by his new stepdad and his mom, of course that they're putting him in the best schools and he'll never have a hard life. Like, like he did. So he won't, he'll, he's worried that his son is going to grow up to be a person that he hates.
0: Yeah. Um, and even the idea that like, yeah, oh, he's got a nanny. <laughs> he's got a nanny now. <laughs> yeah. I don't even see, I see my ex wave the nanny drops him off. Um Yeah no it's uh
1: (laughs) i like it 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 seems very modern like you said like the the these characters feel very modern and i think it just has to do with the fact that we watch you know even when we watch the twilight zone these characters that we are seeing from the 50s just they seem very much like they're from another time
0: yeah i i I swear that if you go over just buy movies like like before the 70s people didn't get divorced (laughs) you know
1: it's very i thought it was very unusual to see yeah. a, a divorced man as a main character from a movie of this time yeah
0: uh it stuck out to me so um mm-hmm. but that's no, it's good so it's a strong character so it's a good thing especially you know it, as much as we're talking about these bigger ideas of the climate changing and what's happened to the earth like so much of it is like it's rooted in the characters and how it affects them um yeah well
1: it's very low budget and so and because you're seeing it from. You know a distance everything that's happening all these big things that are happening um they're they're sort of getting the effects of it but you don't see any of the causes because that would be something you need a budget for <laughs> so because it's a very intimate movie with these characters so so long as they're strong i think the movie works because of it
0: i wonder if it's do you think it's purely down to budget or do you think it's just partly that some of the things we're talking about like they just couldn't pull off in 1961
1: that could be it too you know, I mean I thought I saw some stock footage
0: but I, I think there is when they're showing some stuff from around the world because uh, it's fairly impressive though there's some, there's, there's, there, is, there is a couple of big set pieces actually in terms of uh, really mm-hmm. simple ideas that, that create like tension in a way uh, which we'll get into I, agree. I, but I, I guess we're about ready to jump out of spoilers now uh, and, and dive into it so full spoilers from this point on for the day the earth caught fire so yeah what once the once the climate stuff starts rolling in because like obviously it's getting warmer and warmer right and they're talking about it uh what was really cracking me up is this is obviously set in london and they're using fahrenheit and i was like confused i was like no (laughs) no (laughs) celsius i don't i don't know what 90 (laughs) degrees means i don't know what 90 degrees feels like that,
1: that that was kind of striking yeah, <laughs> I guess because they were trying to make it a Hollywood movie, so they have to. Oh no, no, no! I th-
0: no, I think it used to be Fahrenheit. It's not that they were doing oh, okay. this. I think it just you no. Know, at some point, in the UK changed from Celsius from Fahrenheit to Celsius. Mm. I don't know okay. when that was exactly, because even even the money they're using is different. Like I don't understand the money they're using, because at one point he's like, "Oh, this coat costs four shillings or something." I don't know what it's called. I don't, I don't know what a shilling is. <laughs> Sixpence. Yeah, I don't know. A shilling and sixpence. I don't know what these th- this currency is. Um, God damn. About- yeah,
1: some some of it was very British. Like when we, when the movie opens, well, after we get done with the red effect, which was kind of a cool thing to do for a black and white movie, is that it opens to to let you know that that Earth is really really hot right now. Instead mm-hmm. of black and white, it's like a dark red and a light red. <laughs>
0: Yes, tinted. I thought
1: that was kind of cool. But the a lot of the the dialogue was just was just so heavy. Like it was just constant back and forth and people talking on top of each other and so so fast. So fast. There's a there's a pretty funny scene where um Mm -hmm. I thought it was funny and it was a great example of how fast they're talking is when they find a little girl who's lost. Shit. Yeah, you've been, you've
0: had that face since the start of that whole whole speech, and I've just been sitting here smirking to myself about it.
1: God damn this camera! All right, little girl. I don't know what to do. Anyway,
0: find find a little girl.
1: Yeah, so they find a little girl, and they immediately are like, "What's your name? Who are you? Where are your parents? Are you here with somebody?" She's not talking. Like you're not giving (laughs) her any time to answer a question. but the the movie just starts off pretty heavy that way just yeah. so dialogue heavy i'm like okay i need to keep up yeah you, you get in the rhythm of it i think uh you do like by the end of it i was i was good but right. yeah in the beginning it was it was kind of a, a rough start
0: yeah so yeah it's just like 90 plus degrees fahrenheit it's getting warmer and warmer and you know it's because it's actually bill who has the idea that like uh maybe the the explosions because basically there's, there's, there's one nuke they know of and then they find out that there was also a, a rival nuke and they were both tested within minutes of each other and yeah his theory one in
1: america one in siberia
0: yeah and his theory is that it's tilted the earth right so the equator's changed so the climates are changing and shifting so mm-hmm. some places will become really warm now other places will basically enter new ice ages and that's his theory um and we kind of see that, and it, the, the, all, all the weather effect does seem to get worse along the the like the angle, like the the, the axis that he said that he, he thought it tilted on. Um, right. But the the first big effect though is that everyone's enjoying the warm weather, and this like mysterious mist comes in uh, and completely you know covers the the country in this mist. But it only goes up to about four stories high, and it's really thick. No one can see through it. Um, and what I liked about this is like, for the next like 15, 20 minutes of the movie, it's this mechanical thing where we set up these new rules where no one can see anything. And like cars are in chaos. People are like, you know, walking through the streets trying to see where they're going.
1: Yeah, you could tell it's really devastating the area. Just everybody is lost. Nobody knows where they are. People who live there don't know what building they're next to. Yeah, And yeah, it's a it's really cool cheap effect that i thought was used really well
0: yeah and and people at the paper like there's hardly anyone there because no one can get into work some the people who are there can't get home like it's just not safe Mm -hmm. to travel uh and you know and that this is actually the part of the movie where he ends up because he's he's at her apartment and then he ends up going back later because he just can't find his way anywhere else uh which leads to him sleeping in the bathroom which leads to the sex scene uh i say (laughs) say sex scene they start to have sex a cuss away um yeah and you know so it does these things mechanically and then you know it's actually that same night there's like a a typhoon essentially there's cars blowing over there's all sorts of things that it's like absolute chaos um ontara is so interested in what i'm saying right now if you're watching the video um I, it's just like it started to play with these things and i'm like okay it's really doing stuff with all these these concepts now it's really it's really introducing these these d- different climates were and then there's, there's some montages of like floods in different parts of the world there's uh, forest fires and that was making me think of like you know uh the the wildfires from uh, last year uh, i was like oh yeah like <laughs> we're literally going through this <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like right now um and then of course the big big world revelation the plot is that it's not just tilted there it's actually thrown it off it's 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 uh orbit and right. we're getting closer to the sun, and we've got about right. four months until we're too close, and then we're all going to burn up and die.
1: <laughs> right. So at first they're like, "We'll get used to it." You know, we're British; we're used to weather being weird or <laughs> something. We're resilient. We can ad- we can adapt to this. <laughs> and then eventually it's like, "Oh no!" Actually, we're all going to die in a period of I think the Uh, The one guy built estimates four months Mm -hmm. before everybody burns up. (laughs) So they come up with a big plan to. uh, I don't know if you want to get into the end already, but like yeah, we've talked about that and go back to the moments we want to talk about. Yeah, the big plan is to, in order to fix it, is that they're going to set off four nukes in a certain area to try to push the Earth back into a livable rotation again, or Mm -hmm. to move it back into an orbit that is at least uh, it's at least livable but it's all theory and we don't know if it's going to work yeah and i think what's great about the movie is that it ends with two newspaper headlines one where it worked and one where it doesn't and we don't know if it works yeah i, mean,
0: I mean, thought that was i mean you see this they're, they're on like they're in the printing press room and it's like they don't know which one they're printing yet it's, it's not like right. we're given like two options it's like they literally have two front covers two newspaper headlines they're ready to publish uh and they're waiting for the response after they've set off these bombs and we just get like a speech the the end of the article that um that pete's dictating in this part of the timeline uh just rounds out the movie and we Mm -hmm. never get to find out um and one of the elements that made me think of all this stuff was um that all the governments of the world have agreed that this is the because we have to do something or we're all going to die so so they're going to set off these two bombs and there's like, there's like a wisecrack crack from Billy's like, oh, it only took the world like dying to get everyone to work together or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, th- this is kind of like the theory behind Watchmen or the other things where it's not until certain death where everyone goes, shit, we should probably work together and not, you know. Because uh, cause, cause obviously, like, the, the message of the movie, at least in part, is quite obvious. It's like, th- this conflict's going to lead to our demise. You know, if it's not because we're actually yeah. bombing each other, it's because, you know, it'll lead to it through everything else. It's
1: unintentional consequences Yeah, of, of something else. Right. Like they were originally going, they developed these weapons of mass destruction in order to do that, in order to wipe out parts of humanity so that they can win wars or be the most powerful. But it's the unintentional consequence of, oh, actually this is a doomsday device and we do have more power than we probably should have now. And because of that, we're, we've doomed all of humanity and that is what unites everybody in order to to try to fix it. But I think that's a yeah pretty powerful message, and <laughs> I like that they bring up. Um, I think it's Bill who says it. He said that mankind has been poisoning itself for years with a smile on its face. It's it's kind of a neat uh, parallel to climate change. Now we've been we of course we've known for almost a hundred years that the world is getting warmer and it's probably mankind that's doing it uh we know now definitely it is but it's it's the difference between the slow moving
0: already see the angry comments saying we know now we know
1: (laughs) (sighs) are there still people who do angry comments about that
0: yeah we've not had any but like they exist those people exist
1: okay well
0: your stupid your stupid president denies it exists
1: (laughs) yeah it's uh (laughs) it's true i don't know if he really believes that but he says it (laughs) that freeze
0: frame right there is the photo you put up on the news when someone's like like died like been murdered (laughs) and it's like uh tara age blah 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 uh, has been found dead (laughs) (laughs) i censored the age
1: Thank you. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> come on, make me look like a human. All right, it's not going to work.
0: You're asking too much of it. Um, I know
1: my computer.
0: Oh, it sucks. Um, what are we talking about there? Oh, uh, yeah, everyone climate has to change. come together. But yeah. like
1: climate change, like the, the idea, like this movie, is works and it's so shocking because it's showing you everything happening at a rapid speed, like within a year. Climate: the effects of climate change. The full effects are going to destroy humanity. Whereas now we've been dealing with it over a hundred years, and because it's slow moving, everybody, we're we're not there yet. We're not ready to, for some reason, we're not there at that place to say, yeah, we need to do something about yeah, it.
0: Yeah, we're not in panic mode yet. Yeah. Um, right. No, I mean, like, it's actually kind of shocking how relevant this still is. This is a trend, because Day the Earth is still. Uh, obviously, <laughs> coincidence that they're both Day the Earth something, but, uh, you know, yeah. again, also shockingly relevant for, for different reasons. And again, both about the world coming together and not, you know, I mean, I find they're both about nuclear bombs <laughs> in a lot of ways. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're definitely both of that era. But the weird thing is, is if you take out the nuclear bomb part, everything else still is relevant today. Uh, yeah
1: it really
0: is everything in both movies is still completely relevant it's it's all you have to do is remove the nuclear bomb part and ultimately Mm -hmm. that's just that's i mean obviously it was picked it was picked at the time because it was like a very relevant like buzzword it was a very relevant topic it was what was on everyone's minds it was the fear of that specifically but yeah ultimately the nuclear bombs in both movies are just the MacGuffin. You take those out and everything that's about everything that's talking about humanity and why we've led to this point and why we, we ignore it. Yeah. All of that still works. All of it's still valid and is relevant today. It is is absolutely terrifying.
1: It's it's <laughs> Yeah, it's stupid. It's stupid that we've known we have we've not only known of the problem, but we have had answers. They're just hard answers to implement. It's hard uh-huh. for people to accept. So and to know that it's been around for so long it's just it is very defeating <laughs>
0: mm.
1: in a way it's like maybe maybe we are just going to kill each other maybe we are maybe we are mm-hmm. I, like and
0: everyone coming together of course and like finally having the will to do what they need to 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 survive mirrors the main characters arc because like we said he starts off not really having the will to live but by the end he does want to live he's scared of dying uh, mm-hmm. Whereas at the start he doesn't really, it doesn't really care, and you know over the course of the film he gets over his alcoholism and he's he wants to write again. Um, but it takes time. It takes time to get there. Um, yeah.
1: I like that the the movie shows other effects of of a global disaster, like uh, having to set up showers and water mm-hmm. that everyone can use in a public location, and what that really would look like. Like it would be chaotic. That, that's, and, a, that's
0: another minor uh, thing they kind of like you know he notices are setting up these big tanks in the park and he's like hey i think mm-hmm. they're going to shut off the water like to people's houses i, I think it's going to be no you have to go there and get your your rationed amount yeah.
1: and people are getting sick um because they have to share water sources water supplies they people are getting sick disease is becoming from, a from, big thing from and black um, market
0: water <laughs> as well
1: yeah
0: yeah that was one of the plot points that came up yeah
1: yeah yeah, and, and people starting to riot. People were just accepting that the world was ending and just rioting. That led to that really dark scene in the apartment.
0: Yeah, well we'll talk about that. I I mean I think I think the movie does a good job of showing all these these different elements. And I think one of the 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 sort of sections of the movie that really kind of mirrors the again, you talked about how the consequences that are affected the world are unintentional.
1: Hmm.
0: I think another example of that in the movie for the characters is that Junie overhears the, the part about the Earth's been knocked out of orbit, uh, and mm-hmm. it's heading towards the Earth, or maybe it's just to tell it, whatever the big revelation is at that point in the movie, she hears about it at her job and tells, and tells Pete, and she's like, this has to be off the record, we, we can't talk about this, I just need to tell someone, because it's terrifying. And he immediately goes and puts it in the paper. He immediately goes and tells his editor. They confirm it. They confront, you know, people at the head office and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they put it. They put it out. And it causes everyone to panic. It it causes the the, the the real chaos. And you actually kind of agree with them. This had to go out there. People need to find out about people this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she gets arrested for leaking this information. And it's this unintended consequence where she is like treated as this this victim. At one point, you see like a newspaper headline that says, "Savior mm-hmm. or traitor." it's like people are, are like harassing her people are looking at her this way she spends a couple of weeks in like essentially a, a detention center because of this yeah and he wants to apologize he wants to uh, make up for it and even his editor says hey she won't get a job back there but we'll give her a job like i'm, I'm happy to hire her <laughs> like, it's hard. Yeah. you know we ca- we kind of did get her sc- you're screwed out of a job here but like you know and it it almost feels like it's building up to this confrontation when she does start working there, but as soon as he goes into the the, the, the library room where she's working, they basically just immediately like it all falls away in the embrace. It doesn't matter anymore, um, and I think it's it's kind of mirroring the the unintended consequence of, uh, like, of the, of the nukes themselves and the idea that they caused all this unintentionally, um. Uh, I, I think it's foreshadowing the idea that they ha- like the the solution is going to also have to be something drastic that will have unintended consequences um but has to happen
1: yeah i don't think there is returning to normal after something like that like mm. they have a, a a possible solution of trying to get something that resembles normal back again but i think uh i think this movie does a really good job of showing you that that there is no going back now. Like we've done too much. Oh. And the only thing we can try to do is survive and do the best that we can. But, you know, this is something we have, we, we made this bed, you know, mm. now we have to lay in it. It's a, it's a, it's a harsh lesson.
0: Yeah. Um, and I just like the, the, the idea that some scientists have figured out when the earth will be rotated in the right way so that setting off the bombs will knock it back into, uh, an orbit
1: <laughs> yeah um <laughs> that that part seems very science fiction but it's very um, science fiction <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: uh that, that i just I, I like the montages of everything everywhere else you see all this flooding and like animals dying and um mm-hmm. you know forest fires and just you know just all the chaos and i'm sure you know, this is where some of the some of it will be stock footage they didn't necessarily fill in all this but um it's effective in the movie like it, it mm-hmm. actually like adds this tone to it um and i like how when the the, 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 the yeah, sp- things get real dire these bombs are going off at the end and the countdown's happening our three main characters are together in the in the the bar across the street that they've hung out around a few times um and they just listen to it together to listen to the countdown uh
1: yeah and it's uh <laughs> i like that it's it's a montage i know yeah <laughs> I'm on the struggle best here. Yeah. I like that it's a montage of around the world, you know, it's a countdown from different places different recognizable places around the world. So you know, and, it, and in different languages.
0: Yeah, I like that the yeah the countdown switches languages for each number when it cuts to like, you know, cuts yeah. to, to Moscow. Here's the here's, you know, number seven in Russian, it cuts to right, you know, France. Here's number uh, six in French kind of thing.
1: It's it's letting you know that this is a, a everybody in the world is going through this at yeah. the same time it's not just in this isolated area
0: yeah it's, it's completely global um mm-hmm. so no it, it feels big and i think one of my f- things about low-budget sci-fi that i really love is you make it feel big because of the ideas even if even if your movie is just a group of people in a room and a lot of twilight zones like that where you know it's just it's people yeah. talking and it's the ideas that make it feel big and when that's handled well when they pull that off <laughs> Uh, I love how the camera's freezing. Now we are still <laughs> fixing it with the paper. Uh, it's great. Um,
1: I'm just gonna let it be.
0: Uh, God, that's freezing. It's, anyway, um, so no, it's, it's 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 a really well done movie. I I actually like. I'm glad. We, I'm glad I picked this. I'm glad we watched this because me too. Uh, I think the characters are all likable. Uh, they go through an interesting arc. You're like, and I think you know Pete's kind of a dick to begin with. But he's kind of re- he's he's redeemed almost in association with with uh, Bill because Bill knows who he can be and he's he's trying to make him be that better person and his yeah. frustration when he's not gives us an insight into okay, maybe we should be rooting for him and he gets a little bit better when he's with Jeannie because he kind of like gets a little bit flirty and he's trying to be more charming and he's you know he's 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 still he's trying to better himself yeah.
1: She's, she says specifically I like you sober and yeah. and he puts it he puts the alcohol away
0: yeah it does mm-hmm. um so no it's just it's, <laughs> the, the kid wants to move into the ghost train actually that was like one of the old weird lines of dialogues like he wants to move out of the ghost train and live there if the, the rent's good um <laughs> yeah sure, sure yeah
1: this movie has a lot of quips
0: actually it does have a lot of quips uh if i, if I have one kind of like logistical complaint is that the carnival is operating like a day after a typhoon that that we clearly saw was knocking over cars and shit?
1: Yeah, and the Ferris wheel's totally fine. I yeah, do not buy that.
0: Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that that Ferris wheel. If it's not on the ground, it's they are they've got that closed off to make sure it's hundred percent safe. Like they, yeah. they ain't running that. Uh, but you know it's, that's a minor quibble. Like whatever. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: we can get over that. We can get over that. Uh, you mentioned the riot earlier, though. We should talk about that and. I, I, it's like a happy riot it's like a hippie riot like they're all like just happy and drunk and just like dancing and singing and uh, yeah they
1: got like a marching band thing going on
0: <laughs> yeah and it's it, when it's just out in the street you think okay
1: fine people are just trying to have a good time because the world's ending i get it
0: o- outside of flipping the car over yeah it's, it's it's mostly just kind of a parade but then he goes into 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 Junie's apartment building to try and find her and he he runs upstairs and there's people that have like kicked in the door and she's in a bath and these characters are around are just kinda of like mocking her and pouring water on her and and that kind of thing. But she is naked in this scene and even though there's no implication they were going to do anything, you know, sexual or anything like that, it still feels like they broke into your house yeah. and are mocking you while you're sitting there naked. How how vulnerable <laughs> could you possibly yeah. feel in that scenario?
1: It is. It it makes it uh pretty perverse yeah. because of that. Um, which is' an, was something I didn't expect
0: at all, yeah. and um, uh, he, you know, Pete comes in and like kind of punches a couple of them out and you know, barricades the door. Um I, I guess like it's a really well effective scene because I care about what's going on. It's, it's I mean, it's one of the points in the movie where I realized I cared about the characters because I like, oh, no, is she okay? Mm-hmm. Like are the people in the in the house? And they know who she is. She's been kind of made kind of famous because of the papers because of like you know she was the one who kind of leaked the information. Uh, yeah. so so they're kind of like blaming her in a weird way. Uh,
1: the, yeah, it's like they they have a face to put this event onto now, so they just they're using her as that as a tool for that. It's just an outlet when uh, she really has nothing to do with anything other than um trying to tell the people what's really good. Well, she even really didn't do that. She just kind of yeah. told her boyfriend.
0: Yeah, I mean the 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 only critique I can really have is that she's maybe a bit of a damsel in the scene. It's, it's maybe the one sort of dated element of it
1: um yeah well i mean she is in a bathtub like it's how much more vulnerable can you be oh
0: absolutely (laughs) like i mean this is the thing though sometimes like like there's not there's not it's not to say you can never have a damsel per se and i think this one's quite effective because if you actually care about the character and you want to make sure she's okay Mm -hmm. then the movie's done a good enough job that it it doesn't necessarily matter like but i think it's worth pointing out but it, it does also work in the other side of things where that's just kind of showing that he has a will to live now because he shows up and he's desperate to get to her and he punches them out. Like, you know, he comes in kind of guns blazing, essentially.
1: He kind of murders somebody too. Yeah, because the
0: one guy falls down the elevator shaft.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a surprise.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean... You know, I mean, to be to be fair, he punches the guy inside the apartment. The guy just kind of stumbles out and keeps stumbling backwards until he falls in the elevator shaft. But well,
1: also, and when they attacked him, they threw him into the window and he almost fell out. So... That's true. Yeah, yeah. Kind of re- retribution.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a fair kill. It was a fair kill. Um, it wasn't an intentional murder by any means. So you know, we we can live with it. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> we'll live
1: I, with our hero doing it.
0: But yeah, this movie, this scene really sets up like the chaos that we're in now um, mm-hmm. and made me realise that I cared about the characters. Um, the, the other scene that made me care about the characters as well was uh, when Jeannie first goes to the newspaper office and Bill is kind of shown her around and it's the first time I've seen these two characters interact because everything's been, it's either been him and Pete or her and Pete, right? So it's always mm-hmm. been the, one of the pairs. Uh, and this, this like, completing the triangle, it was like, oh, he's he's nice to her as well and like, him like, sticking up for a piece, like, hey, don't be too mad at Pete. Like, you know, it had to happen. A- any newspaper man would have done the same thing. Like, it had to happen. Um, yeah.
1: Don't take it personally.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. But he's try- kind of trying to root for him. And it's like, it's like, oh, okay. Like, like yeah, like, e- even if Pete can be a bit of a dick at times, like, I care about these two a bit more. Um. Mm-hmm.
1: um
0: so, no. Uh, but the movie's very much about him overcoming his his dickishness, essentially. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and we're left with uh with him walking down the middle of a road just by himself in the red. Yep, sweat, in the red screen.
0: sweating buckets and he, he finishes his speech being hopeful that things will be fixed, but no one knows. And we leave the yeah. film in an ambiguous ending where maybe maybe we could could fix it and maybe we can't, but we we have to have the will to try and I think that's the, the message more than anything else. Yeah. So
1: I really enjoyed this movie, and I'm surprised I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: I mean, yeah, maybe you should let me pick the movies more often, since seemingly I'm, I'm good at it.
1: <laughs> You're right. My movies so far have not been uh, not been all that great. <laughs> Although I suggested *Day of the Earth Stood Still* as our first one
0: that you? I actually don't remember who suggested that, but I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it.
1: Yeah, it was me. I'll take the credit for the ten out of ten.
0: <laughs> well, since you mentioned ratings,
1: would you like me to rate this one then? Yeah, you okay? Rate it. Yeah, I, uh, this movie was a uh, was was very much a surprise. Um, I think I enjoy it more even after our discussion about it too. Um, there were some things about it that. I wouldn't call them flaws. Um, they're just choices, <laughs> creative choices.
0: That that oh, image gosh. there is uh, Tara just uh, like like farted, but some poop came out, and she wasn't expecting it, so she's like,
1: <gasps> "No, that's me about to belt into song."
0: <laughs> nah, 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 nah. That was oh no, that was disgusting. Look, that's what that was.
1: No way. My eyes would be way wider if that were the case. I know what my face looks like when I poop. <laughs> <laughs> Who looks at a mirror when they poop? Well, surprise poops I know well. Don't ask okay. me why.
0: <laughs> out of illness at some point, I assume. <laughs> Don't have to get into it. It's
1: fine. Don't have to get into it. That's that's personal.
0: You, you've um, heard it here first, though. Tara has just confirmed that she does in fact poop. So mm-hmm. uh, You can look that down in your you dossie
1: <laughs> multiple times a day
0: for, for the record since we're on equal footing I will also confirm that I do in fact poop
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know that <laughs> of course I poop You're ruining my perfect image of you
0: <laughs> well if the perfect image of me included not pooping then I, I may as well shatter it now <laughs> what what unrealistic things are in my perfect image
1: i'll get back to you
0: yeah (laughs) if if it's rock hard abs i got some disappointing news for you um what what are you you reading the movie (laughs) yeah
1: um so i I really did enjoy this movie i think it i think it works well with the message that it's doing i think it's a surprisingly modern film that we've discussed for the time that it came out um the issues I have with it might just be my own fault for not understanding British, um, but I, I think I'm going to give it a nine. I think, yeah. I think it's a nine. Um, Good movie. Good job. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm trying to think of a reason to go lower, and I don't think I can because mm-hmm. like i think it works on multiple levels i think it works there's definitely some uplifting elements in the 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 press side of things where the editors like hey this is really doom and gloom try and keep the the message in the text you know optimistic try and keep it like no we can maybe find a solution we can find a hope you know try and keep mm-hmm. it we don't i cause panic that's not the the, the purpose of what we're yeah doing. that was
1: an interesting angle uh, yeah. for the media i liked it too
0: i like that um i like the three core characters i like the message i like the the over because like, the first like 30 40 minutes is, is fairly light because like the, the real effects haven't started yet and the characters aren't aware of how bad things are uh right. once once that like fog rolls in and that typhoon hits and it starts to really ramp up it it does a really good job of like feeling kind of like yeah this might be hopeless we might be screwed like shit
1: yeah i think a lot of i think the, a lot of the, the things that don't work in the movie are just an effect of it's of its own budget and the time it was released, and I don't think I can hold it against it hmm. for that.
0: Um, no, it uses its money well, I think. Um, and it's, you know, it's shot two, three, five to one. It's uh, generally a quite a nice image, um, I think, because um, uh, a version I watched at least uh, came up at the start saying uh, BFI, you know, remastered kind of thing. Oh, yeah, mine too. Yeah, uh, which for everyone who doesn't know is the British Film Institute, just for the record. Um, but, uh, no, very nice. Uh, so I'm, I'm also going give, to give it an nine out of 10.
1: All right. Like that. Good movie.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, because obviously we started with a 10 out of 10, and then since then it's been kind of wavering in the middle to mediocre kind of levels, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we got another, another. you know. You're not,
1: you're... I was ready to be positive again. I think I've been a bit negative for a little while, for a few weeks, so.
0: Yeah, you've been a <laughs> I'm glad we got a good one in. Yeah, such a downer recently.
1: I know, man.
0: We try to talk about you know all sorts of things and you've know, been like, oh, oh.
1: I don't like that.
0: What? What <laughs> is this dildo scene? Oh, what's it saying? What's it saying about the human condition? Oh.
1: Ooh, that was a weird one. It's saying that
0: Juliette Binoche really... Likes to get it. That's what it's saying. Um,
1: yep. Uh, Julia Banerj got her groove back.
0: There's such Next a year. disapproving look frozen on the screen there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> it like... Ugh.
1: Oh, I hate this. I hate this. I hate that my camera's doing this.
0: Well, it's actually not a camera. Two. I gotta do something about it. I, I think it's more likely <laughs> it to be Skype than the camera that's doing it. I don't think it's the camera. Okay. It's Skype okay. this being the problem, and I don't know why. Uh, it's weird, but...
1: I promise, I promise, viewers, that I'll I'll find a way to fix it.
0: <laughs> well, uh, Tower's actually moving house relatively soon, so there'll be like a whole new place with new internet, so it should hopefully be much smoother after. New
1: internet. I'll I'll get a new computer.
0: <laughs> you have to, or at least borrow one. Yeah, you don't have to promise a new computer. You don't have to do that. To do that.
1: Well, I'll be able to borrow one, because right now it's just me, but. <laughs> Soon that'll be remedied.
0: That'll be remedied. Yes. Uh, Tara's getting married. She's moving in with her husband. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, he's a big butch Tara's fella. Not doing that again. He's a big butch fella named named uh, uh, Chad. Uh, <laughs> he's delightful. Oh, yeah. I've met him.
1: Tell me more about my future.
0: <laughs> uh, Chad's favorite film is *A Nightmare Before Christmas*, and he. You, guys,
1: so much, <laughs> He's I give a, this marriage two months. He's a top. Pisces,
0: and he. Because I care about that. He he likes long walks on the beach. Um, <laughs> he he thinks David Lynch films are too artsy. He doesn't get them. He thinks he thinks only lame people like them. And he thinks Predator is a dumb movie about macho people.
1: God, he is just <laughs> taking all the boxes. <laughs> I love how you know so much about me yeah what
0: people (laughs) don't realize what people don't realize is that everything I said there I I said knowing exactly that Tara would disagree with every single one of them
1: I do also enjoy long walks on the beach
0: okay that was just a generic one that people say (laughs) when they're talking about things (laughs)
1: Uh. and I'll be moving to a beach soon
0: alright yeah so that 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 has been uh, Dare Dare the Earth Caught Fire Freudian slip. Freudian slip. Uh, they are awfully close. If you, oh, there's a bonus section they're, they're coming
1: so up. are so close, it has to be intentional.
0: Yeah. There's a bonus section coming up after I do my, my plugs here, so stick around for that. But if you did uh, have seen the movie before, you can comment in the, the, the comments uh, below what you think of the movie and tell us what you thought of us talking about it, I guess. If you want to tell us we're great and Stuff like that. I mean, I'm okay about hearing that. Uh, you can, of course, support us by liking, subscribing, all that kind of thing. If you give us a review on iTunes or your podcast app of choice, give us a five star rating and a review because it helps with uh, them pimping out the podcast and introduces us to new new listeners and new new audience. Uh, that would be delightful. Uh, you can, of course, support us financially by going over to patreoncom tv where you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. Uh, and you can you can do that and get some bonuses. You get a bonus episode of The Ace once per month uh, for your $1, as well as you get the episodes a week early. Uh, at the $5 tier, you get to vote on an episode once per month. In fact, uh, our first vote is up right now for uh, next month, so you can... $5 patrons, go and, go and uh, check it out. Um, and if I'm going to promote any other content, I think... Uh, I usually let you pick, but you always pick either one or two things. You'll pick Twilight Zone because you're on it, or you'll pick Star mm-hmm. Trek because you you just love Star Trek so <laughs> I am going to promote something else I'm going to say if you like this show and you would like a horror movie equivalent uh, myself and Tim uh, the other uh, tea fuzzer um, we do Screams After Midnight which is a horror movie podcast, very like this one but we talk about horror movies and we've been doing it for about 300 episodes and dare I say we're adequate
1: <laughs> i think so i enjoy listening <laughs> to it
0: so check out that um but there you go before we go though we do have our bonus section to do we have of course the uh mystery science theater portion of the show which we you know if we have a chance every week we'll watch an episode of mystery science theater 3000 uh tara's a long time fan she picks the episodes eventually we'll get to one she's not seen uh but tara picked what she will pronounce incorrectly might i add <laughs> she picked Puma Man. Puma Man. Puma Man. And since Tara's cameras wasn't for the video people, I am going to uh, instead cover her face here, and I am going to draw Tara uh, on the screen.
1: <laughs> yeah, due to technical difficulties, <laughs> we get to to witness Peter's art with a mouse. Just just for the record, this was a mouse. Can you take off, like, 20 pounds for me?
0: Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right. uh, Yeah, we watched the
0: Puma Man. uh, Yes, tell the audience what Puma Man is.
1: Puma Man is a superhero um, based in Aztec culture. Uh, We know this (laughs) because there is some kind of Aztec man who, in order to find the Puma Man, (laughs) because the Puma Man can seemingly fall from uh from great heights without injury. <gasps> Why am I so angry? The camera's not a- working. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> seemingly because the Puma Man is capable of surviving a long fall, the way the Aztec command finds the Puma Man is he will throw people out of windows. <laughs> So we get great montage of defenestration <laughs> where uh, the Aztec man is trying to find the Puma man until eventually he does. Um, the uh, The main villain is played by uh, – what's his name?
0: Donald uh, Pleasance.
1: Donald Pleasance, yes, who is very bald in the movie. Uh, we know this because the Mike and the bots like to make fun of his baldness. Um and there's some kind of like golden mask that has technology in it, even though it's from the Aztecs. And uh, if he speaks to people while looking through the mask, he puts them in this trance where he can mind control them. Um, and in the meantime, the Aztec man is training the Puba man to become his true self uh, and be a savior for humanity we assume <laughs> um yeah and shenanigans ensue <laughs> what did you think of the puma man
0: puma man i of, of puma <laughs> man to say it properly um i uh it's funny I, I think the plot's nonsensical i i couldn't tell you what the back half of this movie is about um however uh, there's some wonderful elements that, that make it fairly entertaining to watch one Puma Man's costume is like <laughs> a sweater a cheap cape and like some jeans it is like who who thought this looked good who thought this was possible <laughs> it, 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 it's baffling well
1: the belt is where the magic comes from
0: and Then yeah there's the belt yes that's right
1: once he puts the belt on the costume appears and he is now the Puma Man who, by the way, can fly? Because pumas are known for their flying. <laughs> exactly. Yes,
0: he he flies, and the flying effect is terrible. They've, they've basically got stock footage of like buildings behind him that are just kind of <laughs> swooping past, and he's just kind of like, and it does this thing. He's not like like holding a pose like Superman. He looks like he's kind of falling the whole time, just sort of waving his arms around. But yeah, <laughs> the, the, the background footage is like swooping around as if he's moving around really fast, and, it's and like,
1: like his butt is always in the air. Like he, <laughs> it looks like he's being dragged by his underwear.
0: It? <laughs> it's like the, the the apparatus they had to hold him up for the green screen wasn't the correct type to actually make it hold him properly so it just lo- always looked wrong it always looked like he had like his weight was always going to the middle as opposed to like even and so,
1: sometimes like sometimes just the backdrops don't make sense physics wise like there's <laughs> a great joke where the Pooh man he uh he picks up a, a guy that he wants to interrogate and drops him, but he drops at like a sixty degree angle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's gold. And then the other thing that has to be talked about is that. So to test for for the Puma Man, because you know the, the, this uh, this Aztec guy is looking for who who's who's you know inherited the power of the Puma Man, he shows up at the guy's work, and throws him out of a window. Well, you yeah. know, they're, they're, they're like four or five floors up. He throws him out of a window, and then because he survives, he knows he's Puma Man. And I'm like, but <laughs> if that wasn't Puma Man, you'd have just killed someone.
1: <laughs> right. We, we get, well, I talked about this before. We get the, the great montage of just him throwing, or we don't get a montage, really. We just get these newspapers saying that somebody was thrown out of a window. So he has been going around murdering people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's also um, sort of a hero yes yeah it's never
0: it's never addressed (laughs) it's never addressed that he's been killing people um so it's, it's it's
1: a really so yeah anyway puma man one of my favorites um it's no werewolf but i started with you know the bar pretty high with werewolf
0: no, pure man. Like it's actually very hard to talk about this one because the plot is so nonsensical, and I didn't understand much of it. That <laughs> I can't really talk about much of the the events that happened. Outside There's of a the love story, the constant um, flying effects. Um, there was a love story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because Donald Pleasance takes over the mind of this blonde girl, who's also an archaeologist. I don't know what she is. She's studying Aztecs, but sh- they all wear leather when they do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Her, her and Doyle Pleasance are walking around in, like, dominatrix outfits, like, the entire time. Yeah. It's really weird. Uh, and Doyle Pleasants <laughs> never leaves the room. They clearly just, like, got him, like, in one room for, like, a couple of days to shoot all of his stuff, and that was it. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's absolutely fascinating. <laughs> As a callback yeah, to really fascinating, oh, yeah. um,
1: Anyway. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really like this one.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's just it's a fun episode of Mystery Science Theater. The movie itself suffers from being front-loaded. I think the first half hour is hilarious. Yeah. And then it kind of just divulges into just going around in circles for the rest of it.
1: They really, like, they, they have this location spot that's a warehouse, and they really just stay there for mm-hmm. way too long.
0: They do. <laughs> There's,
1: it's so boring.
0: Back and forth, and they use the same forth.
1: effects over and over again. Like there's an effect of him like fading into a wall, and they just keep they keep doing it. Like they keep giving him a reason to fade into a wall again, but it, it's the same wall.
0: <laughs> yes. I realize I'm frozen for a second here, but don't worry. it's all, it's all worth it. Okay.
1: It's
0: all worth it. Because... I look so defeated. Yeah. Oh, that's the wrong color. I can't use that color not obvious i realize for the audio people you're getting none of this me, <laughs> dro- me, me drawing a beard in tara's face is not coming across on the audio version but i want you to know that i'm i'm raker rakerifying tara
1: that's just my mirror universe me <laughs> evil
0: peter evil tara
1: say <laughs> i look all right uh-huh. Oh my God! I look like my father. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Yeah, I have nothing else to. Add, I'm sure, about. It. there's there's the the key things that I I remember from that movie that I wanted to talk about. It was the him the, the Aztec guy throwing him at the window to see if he's pure man and having killed several people doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the flying the great effect, theme song? the costume. Oh God, the theme song! I forgot about the theme song. Ew.
1: Boo 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 boo.
0: Which, by the way,
1: he flies like a moron.
0: (laughs) That that music comes in at the most inappropriate times. Agreed. Like
1: oh, and I love that he can sense danger, except whenever there's danger around. (laughs) Yes, yes.
0: Like that music comes into play when there's like these like tense moments that's supposed to be suspenseful. It's like dun 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 dun. dun. (laughs) oh god
1: i love the part where he gets punched in the face and tom sort goes i sense danger <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that is a good joke actually i do like that joke i remember that night you brought it up um well Joe, was funny actually when we were watching this i was getting like really tired towards the end of the end of the movie the, Yeah, the last like 15 20 minutes are kind of a blur um, there's
1: some kind of aztec god that shows up in a giant christmas ornament um and they end up in the standhead yeah 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 i remember the christmas ornament ornament
0: yeah <laughs> ornament <ormanent>. ornament yes
1: <laughs> yeah Aminal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh dear yeah all right. Well, I guess that wraps up uh, <laughs> this episode. We did decide
1: night. on an episode that we're going to watch next time. So whether or not it's next week or whenever, our next episode that we'll watch, in case people want to know. Yeah,
0: a, it. it'll probably be next week's. Next week's. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll of have time. Yeah, um, we, we've kind of scheduled it in. Um, yeah, we so, picked an
1: episode, but I already forgot what it was. Do you remember?
0: Um,
1: season five
0: i love how you brought it up and then revealed that you'd forgotten what you what we (laughs) pay. i
1: know i forgot season five i'll look it up right now
0: oh this is is great podcasting this is this is all, all went to shit your camera stopped
1: working oh 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 it's a um warrior of the lost world so it's a mad max ripoff
0: oh that's the one
1: season 5 one. episode 2 warrior of the lost world so if anybody who's watching or listening and likes mystery science theater that's all we're going to watch next
0: yes i have high hopes i have high hopes we're all still top dog we're all still the one that i've liked the most out of any yeah album.
1: i think i think it'll still be top dog no pun but after this next one too but i do like this one and it's a joel episode we haven't watched any joels
0: mm. so there you go there you go that's that's the plan for uh the next mystery science theater <laughs> And the plan, if you've stuck around for this, uh, the plan for next week's movie on the Ace, uh, I should have said this before the outro, uh, before the, the plugs, but uh, next week's movie is going to be The Wandering Earth, which is a new film, as I said, China's biggest budget film ever, that came out this year. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's on Netflix, if you want to check it out yourself. Uh, so we'll go do that next week. Uh, and so... the, uh,
1: thanks to Pete for having our new t-shirt graphic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Amazing. so good all right so that has been as that has been the ace the atomic cinema experiment hopefully you had fun with the serious movie conversation and then the stupid mystery science theater conversation and drawing <laughs> yeah. portion of of the of the show uh again apologies to the audio listeners I, I realize you get none of this hopefully hopefully some of the suggestive elements make it worthwhile i don't know <laughs> uh but thank you very much uh for joining us we, we love you all loads uh Tara, what would you like to say as your final word of the show?
1: Yum, yum. That's your outro. You say that again at the end. (laughs) That was supposed to be the end. You just cut it there, man. No, it
0: wasn't. (laughs) I didn't didn't say my catchphrase.
1: Oh.
0: I've got my catchphrase to say.
1: This is my show now. (laughs) Look at me. I'm the captain now. (laughs) (sighs) Look at my beard my beard out beards your beard I'm the captain now
0: never (laughs) that has been the ace thank you very much keep watching sci-fi movies guys and computer at salsa
1: yum yum